Quality Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 16 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Now, last time we featured a show suggested by one of our listeners, and today we're going to do another one. Julia in Birmingham, and Julia, judging by your accent, I'm assuming you're in Birmingham, England, and not Alabama, suggested an episode of the Judy Canova Show. Julia, I'd like to thank you for this particular suggestion, as I must admit, I was not that familiar with Judy Canova or her radio show or her career before this. I'd only heard, I think, two episodes a long time ago. So this is not only a great suggestion, but also an educational one for me. I hope the rest of our listeners enjoy it, too. Judy Canova was an American actress, comedian, singer, and radio personality who appeared in Broadway productions and films. She got her start on vaudeville with a routine featuring her brother and sister as the three Georgia crackers. Judy sang, yodeled, played guitar, and her character was a barefoot country bumpkin wearing a straw hat. The Canova family were popular in the 30s, performing on various radio shows together, and they debuted on Broadway in the musical Calling All Stars. Judy eventually went solo after getting a picture deal from Republic Pictures, whose customer base was mainly rural Americans due to her down-home country persona, and she made several films for them as a country gal who frequently blundered into trouble. She went on to make many more films throughout the 40s and the 50s. Her radio career really started in 1943 with the Judy Canova Show, which ran for 12 years. She played a love-starved Ozarks bumpkin, dividing her time between home and Southern California, and the show had a large supporting cast featuring such people as Mel Blanc, Sheldon Leonard, and many others. The format of the show included a stand-up routine, situation comedy segments, and several musical numbers, with Judy closing each show with the song Goodnight Soldier during World War II as a tribute to the troops. After the show moved to NBC, Judy played a fictional version of herself as a film actress who lived in Southern California with her maid and had a weekly radio program. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh. We'll be right back with the December 1st, 1945 episode of the Judy Canova Show right after this. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. The Judy Canova Show, brought to you each week by the Colgate Palm Olive Pete Company, makers of Palm Olive Soap and Colgate Tooth Powder. Palm Olive Soap, your beauty hope, and Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath of sweet. Present the Judy Canova Show with Mel Blank, Ruby Dandridge, Joe Kearns, Richard Coogan, Minerva Pius, Ernie Fiorito and his orchestra, and starring Judy Canova. Come and find me, my little pet. Oh, 
she got here is a different story. As we look in on her now, she has just finished writing a letter to her Aunt Agatha. Say, Geranium. Yes, Miss Judy? I've just written a letter to Aunt Aggie telling her about our trip. I'll read it to you to see if I left anything out. Okay, honey. Says, Dear Aunt Aggie, just arrived from California. Travel first class. Gosh, them freight cars sure are stuffy. No kidding, we did all right, except when I first got to my car, I found a dog in my upper berth. So I said, Conductor, there's a dog in this upper berth. I can't understand it. And he said, I can't understand it neither. That dog paid for a lower. Honey, oh. <laughs> Miss Judy, I didn't hear about that. Say, what'd you say to the dog? Well, Geranium, what do you think I said? I says, Lassie, go home. <laughs> well, what else you write, honey? I said, um, Pedro went to the club car and had a weekend cocktail. You drink it and your weekend's right there. <laughs> Oh, you've had them. Don't give me that stuff. <laughs> it's so powerful, you can bite off the end of the olive and use it as a hand grenade. You know those kinds. Yeah, well, did you tell your aunt anything about the taxi cabs here in New York? Yeah, listen to this, Geranium. Mm-hmm. The taxis here ain't like Los Angeles. They don't blow their horns and scare you half to death. They chase you across the sidewalk and run you up the side of the building. <laughs> you know something, Geranium? I saw an awful, terrible accident yesterday on Fifth Avenue. You did? What happened? Well, sir, a lady came weaving down the street, wrapped her car around the lamppost, and when a policeman ran over and said, let me see your license, she said, you mean with driving like that I can get a license? <laughs> hey, you know something, Yeah, you know Judy? she did? She got it. <laughs> what is it, Geranium? Yes, well, you did. know, those cross-town buses is the ones that fascinates me. They go up one street, come back on another street. Yeah, I guess they're ashamed to come back on the same street to go up on <laughs> Oh, let me see. Where was it? No, yeah, oh, yeah. Have a nice room. It's air-conditioned with a lovely view of the skyline. They hope to have the roof on by Christmas. <laughs> it is just as well you didn't come down to the station to see us off when we left Los Angeles because some very funny things happened there. We got there about 15 minutes. Green Diamond Special leaving on track nine. All aboard for Kansas City, Amarillo, Newcomb Carey, Ashtabula, Asayampa, and Ebbets Field. <laughs> car is ours. The following cars are ready for occupation. Well, which car was that, 
supposed to be? The smoking car. <laughs> Jeremy, have we got everything? Oh, yeah, honey. We prepared for any emergency. Yeah, I'm even carrying my trusty old 45 on my hip. A 45 revolver? No, a 45 girdle. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you thought I was a pistol-packing mama. Well, I don't know about the pistol, but you sure got plenty of packing. <laughs> Say, Geranium, I'm a little mixed up. Are we riding on the Challenger? The Challenger? Not me, honey. <laughs> All my money's riding on Joe Lewis. <laughs> attention, attention, please. The Pine Valley Express is arriving on track five at five o'clock. The Phoenix Flyer is leaving on track five at five o'clock. Golly, both trains on the same track. Won't there be a collision? Yes, isn't this the silliest way to run a railroad? <laughs> Gee, Geranium, look at all those servicemen. Oh, gosh, I wish some big old handsome sergeant would come up to me and say... Pardon me for talking in your face, senorita. <laughs> Pedro, where have you been with all our luggage? You're the sleepiest person I ever saw. Don't you ever do anything fast? See, I can get tired awful fast. <laughs> senorita, I'm sorry I'm late, but I just joined the Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts? Why, I saw you with some sailors. See, we were scouting for girls. <laughs> Senorita, this is the first time I ever had to pay my fare on a train. Oh, well, Pedro, how do you usually travel? Well, my cousin Gonzalez, he packs me in my suitcase, and I leave one hand sticking on. What for? So I can carry the suitcase. <laughs> Something awful happened. A little animal got in my luggage. A little animal? See, the little punk, he got in my trunk. <laughs> he spilled all my junk. <laughs> so I gave him a clunk. <laughs> now I am strong. Why? It was a strong. <laughs> I have a poem for the new mayor when we get to New York. Well, how does it go, Pedro? There once was a man named O'Dwyer, a man who was a live wire. He's the man of the hour, but he's no little flower. He never runs out to a fire. Pedro, you know something? If you recite that poem, the mayor's liable to give us the key to the city. And then change all the locks. Well, here's our train. Let's get on and find our seat. Hurry up, folks. This train goes to New York in 15 minutes. Ain't that wonderful? It used to take four days. Easy there, young lady. Watch your step, young lady. The step is awfully high. Oh, watch it. I don't have to. Those sailors are watching it for me. question from Colgate Tooth Powder. If you've not been asked to change your name, could a breath of trouble be to blame? You know that little breath of trouble, I mean unpleasing breath. 
can hamper your popularity, mark you down socially. It's happened to thousands without their knowing. So just do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing, and remember the name, Colgate Tooth Powder, with the accent on powder. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. Well, Geranium, before you know it, we'll be in Chicago. Yeah, Miss Judy, it sure has been a nice trip. Get your box lunches here, folks. Get your box lunches here. Uh, box lunch, folks? No, thanks. I just ate one of them box lunches. Get your bicarbonate of soda here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Say, I wonder where Pedro is. Here I am, senorita. I've been up for hours. I always get up at the crack of dawn. You do? See, and I stuff up the crack and go back to bed. <laughs> But, Senorita, last night when the train stopped in Kansas City, the shades was up and I couldn't sleep a wink. Oh, Pedro, why didn't you pull the shades down? Well, I couldn't reach that far. They was across the street in the YWCA. <laughs> Senorita, this morning I met a pretty girl in a club car. What was she like, Pedro? Describe her. Describe, Senorita? Yeah, well, I, you know, I mean, was she tall? Was she short? What color were her eyes and so forth? Well, I don't know about her eyes and her face, but oh, that ends so far. Candy peanuts chewing gum. Candy peanuts chewing gum. Say, mister, what you got there? Sardine sandwiches. Yeah, 25 cents for the domestic and a dollar and a quarter for the imported sardines. What's the extra dollar for? Uh, the imported ones come from Sweden. Well, give me the domestic ones. I ain't gonna pay no sardines fare across the ocean. <laughs> Let them swim across you know, I packed a lunch of ham and Limburger sandwiches myself, but I had to throw it away. Yeah, why? Well, the ham might have made it to Chicago, but the Limburger should have got off at Pasadena. <laughs> and that joke should have got off at Glendale. <laughs> and I should have got off before I got... Uh-oh, here comes that fellow who got on at Kansas City. I wonder what he wants. Hello there, girlie. Just saw you talking to the candy butcher. You like men, I gather. Shucks, I like men anybody gathers. <laughs> Hey, uh, mind if I sit down here? Well, now, I don't know. Thanks. I like to look at the scenery, but I forgot my glasses. Well, we're going through some pretty country. I'll point out the beauties to you. Oh, you don't have to point, sister. When I see one, I'll just whistle. Yahoo! <laughs> Ain't that a Jim Dandy? You tell him, tissue paper, you're terrible. Ha, ha, ha! My name is Roscoe Wordle. I'm a traveling salesman. I got a line of fancy notions. Well, you better change your line, mister. I got a notion it ain't going over so well. <laughs> Say, ain't you kind of old to be flirting with a girl like me? Me? Old? Well, I'm just sneaking up on 27. Well, you better turn around. You're sneaking up on it from the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> Say, tell me something. Are you married? You tell him, Chimney. I don't smoke. Oh, that's a killer! <laughs> Yep, I'm married to the finest little woman you ever saw. Here's a picture of her. Say, she is mighty pretty. You tell them, typewriter head, you're next Underwood. Woohoo! I'm loaded tonight! <laughs> Why, my little woman took first prize.
prize at the beauty contest back home. She took first prize? You bet. But they made her put it back. <laughs> Ain't that a pizza Reno? Ah, does it? Yes, sir. You know, she's the finest little woman that ever lived. <laughs> she sure broke me up when she ran away with my best friend. Now, who is your best friend? Whoever she ran away with. Ha! <laughs> scared by can you top this? <laughs> you want to get something to eat, you better get into the dining car. That's right, Geranium. I'll go in for lunch right now. Hello, Miss Canova. I have a place for you. Oh, uh, do you mind sitting at the same table with that handsome gentleman? Well, I don't know, Stuart. That handsome gentleman is annoying me. Why, Miss Canova, he hasn't even looked at you. I know. That's what's annoying me. <laughs> Howdy, mister. Oh, how do you do? Well, won't you sit down? Thanks. Nice day, ain't it? Yes. Pretty scenery, ain't it? Yes. Kind of cold back here, too, ain't it? Yes. Golly, give this fella a little encouragement, he'll talk an arm off you. <laughs> Say, mister, ain't you even gonna talk to me? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was preoccupied. Have you heard the rumors? What rumors? I heard we have a terrible washout on this road. Oh, shucks. I always look like this when I sleep on my face. Have you ever been east before? No, but my aunt is in politics in California, and I met some prominent New Yorkers. Yeah, Mr. Farley came up to my house, and Mr. Dewey came up to my ranch. How about LaGuardia? He came up to my knees. <laughs> Almost. By the way, are you on a pleasure trip? I sure am. Boy, I'm going to New York to see the World's Fair. The World's Fair? Why, that ended five years ago. Five years ago? Yes. Doggone that Pacific Coast time. It always keeps throwing me off. <laughs> waiting for the train to come in. Waiting for my man to come home. I've counted every minute of each live long day. Then some melancholy says he went away. I've shed a million teardrops or more. Waiting for the one I adore. I'm waiting in the depot by the railroad track. Looking for the choo-choo train that brings him back. I'm waiting for my life to begin. Waiting for the train to come in. A million teardrops or more Waiting for the one I adore I'm waiting in the depot By the railroad track Just looking for the juicy train That brings him back I'm waiting for my life to begin Yes, I'm waiting for the train To come in That was Judy Canova singing Waiting for the train to come in Remember, doctors prove Palm Olive's beauty results. It's true. 
Doctors prove palm olive soap can bring two out of three women a more beautiful complexion in just 14 days. And this plan was tested on women with all types of skin. Even women with dry skin, oily skin, rough skin, women as old as 50, even women whose skin wasn't clear. Yes, 36 doctors, leading skin specialists, have proved the 14-day palm olive plan improves all types of skin. Yes, brings fresher, brighter, younger-looking complexions. Start your 14-day palm olive plan now. It's as simple as one, two, three. Here's all you do. One. Wash your face with palm olive soap. Two. Then massage your face for 60 seconds with palm olive's soft, lovely lather. You see, one full minute of this cleansing massage brings your skin palm olive's full beautifying effect. Three. Then rinse. Do this just three times a day for 14 days. And that's all. Remember, doctors prove this beauty plan with palm olive soap. Brought two out of three of all women tested a more beautiful complexion in just 14 days, no matter what beauty care they used before. So get palm olive soap. See what palm olive can do for your own complexion in only 14 days. And for tub or shower, for loveliness all over, get the new big thrifty bath size palm olive. <laughs> This cab driver's been driving us around New York for hours. Yeah, reminds me of the time I gave a soldier a lift out in Los Angeles. Yeah, that was very patriotic, too, Miss Judy. Did the soldier try to hold your hand? Nope. Did he try to hug you? Nope. Didn't he even want to kiss you? Nope. Then what'd you do? I sent him back for more basic training. <laughs> yeah, that boy sure needed it, too. Will you take it a little easy? This is the first time I've ever rode in a taxi. Oh, that's all right, kid. This is the first time I ever drove one. <laughs> Say, this sure is a funny-looking cab. What's that hole in the roof for? Oh, that's in case I get a fare with a bass fiddle. <laughs> hey, what is that picture there by your driver's license? What's that? That's my identification. All of your cab drivers have to have them. Yeah, but that's not your picture. What's the idea of putting Lana Turner's picture on your license? I don't know. I guess it's just a dreamer in me. <laughs> well, here we are, Geranium. How much do I owe you, driver? I'll check the meter, kid. Well, that's a little too rough. You better smooth it out a little. <laughs> and say, driver, it's only six blocks from here to where you picked us up. What's the idea of detouring us to Brooklyn and back? Well, you see, kid, I was born in Brooklyn. And every now and then I get a yearning to see the motherland. <laughs> Golly, I wish we could find a place to live. You know, we even tried to find an apartment in the Empire State Building. You mean Empire? No, I mean umpire. We couldn't get the first base. Say, <laughs> maybe I can help you. You know, there's a place for rent in the joint where I live. It's a one-room apartment with an adjoining. Yeah, with an adjoining what? I don't know. We never could get that other door open. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll keep on looking. Gee, Geranium, ain't New York a swell city, though? Yes, ma'am. Look over there. There's a statue of General Sherman riding a horse and carrying a sword. General Sherman. Poor feller. 
Scarly, they ought to give him a shotgun instead of that sword. Yeah, what for? So he could shoot them pigeons off his hat. <laughs> Say, here's the hotel where Pedro said he'd meet us. Gee, Willikers, look at this man in the fancy uniform by the door. Yeah, and look at all those medals he's wearing. Say, mister, are you a veteran? Uh, yes. Four years at Macy's. <laughs> well, what are those medals for? Honorable discharge. You see, I worked in the corset department, and I was injured during a bargain sale. <laughs> A bargain sale in the corset department? Yes, it was a counterattack in the Battle of the Bulge. <laughs> well, come on, Geranium. We gotta find a place to live. Come on, let's hurry. Time's a wasting. Golly, I hope they got some rooms for rent here. Yeah, what can I do for you? Oh, uh, is this Mr. Broadmoor's boarding house? Yeah. Well, we're looking for some rooms. Well, you got a mighty nice day for it. I'm sorry, Miss Canova, we have no vacancies in this part of the hotel, but we have three lovely rooms in the annex. Oh, good. I'll take them. Where is the annex? In Pittsburgh. <laughs> Howdy, lady. Have you got any rooms? Well, we're very particular about whom we take in. Do you have any identification? Sure. I have a little ward on my arm. Senorita, is that any way to talk about me? <laughs> Is that any good? Young lady, our cuisine is superb. Yeah, I know that, but is the food any good? <laughs> our food is famous. Every day we serve two-way meatballs. Two-way meatballs? Yes, they melt in your mouth and harden in your stomach. <laughs> Hi, mister. I don't suppose you got any rooms. Why, yes, we just had a cancellation. I can put you in the bridal suite, in the presidential suite, the manager's suite. The housekeeper's... The janitor... How about an upper on the pool table? Gee, <laughs> hey, I'm sure sorry you ain't got no rooms. This lobby sure is beautiful. Especially that white wallpaper with them pretty red blotches on it. That's pretty. Oh, yes, we're very proud of that white wallpaper with a lovely red pattern. It was designed by an expert from House and Gar... House and... Good housekeeper. He was an interior decorator. He was a well-known painter... A paper hang. A pa Forget it. We threw a ripe tomato in the electric fan. Well, Geranium, how do you like this room? Miss Judy, where'd you get it? Oh, boy, I'm telling you, these New Yorkers ain't gonna outsmart me. Well, I got this room, but just answering a won't ad. Yes, sir, I got a six-month lease for $200. Well, don't look now, but this is the waiting room in the Pennsylvania station. The waiting room in the Pennsylvania station? It sure is, honey. What made you answer that ad? Well, it said large room, hot and cold running water, next to fine restaurant and close to transportation. <laughs> Folks, thousands of married men in the armed forces have become fathers while they were overseas, and they're coming home now to the greatest thrill they've ever known the thrill of seeing their babies for the first time. So tonight, I'd like to sing a song especially for them. Go to sleepy little baby Go to sleepy little baby When you wake you patty patty cake And ride a shower 
stop your crying, Daddy will be buying you a shiny little pony. Hush, bye, little baby. Bye, bye, little baby. Daddy's gonna be home with you and me. Then we'll never be so lonely. Go to sleepy little baby. Go to sleepy little baby. When you wake, you fatty, fatty cake and ride a shiny little pony. Rock about baby in the treetop. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. When the bow breaks, the cradle will fall. Down will come, baby, cradle and ball. Hush, about a little baby. Bye, bye, little baby. Daddy's gonna be home with you and me. Then we'll never be so lonely. Oh, for a sleepy little baby. This is Tom Shirley asking you to follow the 14-day palm olive plan for a lovelier complexion and don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate tooth powder night and morning and before every date. Ladies, I know you're all happy that meat rationing has ended. No more red points, no more ration rumpusing. Ah, that's wonderful. But wait a minute. Let me read you a message from Secretary of Agriculture Anderson who says... Even though rationing is ended, there still remains the need for preventing waste of any fats and for salvaging all used fats so essentially needed for the manufacture of soap and for other industrial uses. If your dealer doesn't have all the soap you want, it's doubtless due to a shortage of fat. So here's your big chance to hasten supplies of soap, save and sell all the waste cooking fats you can. Remember, where there's fat, there's soap. Your butcher will still pay you four cents a pound for used cooking fat. So fill a tin and turn it in. Now, here's Judy. Folks, it was awfully nice being with you tonight, and I hope we'll all be together again next Saturday night. In the meantime, please don't forget the two products that bring us together each week, palm olive soap and Colgate tooth powder, the bestest in the world. This is Judy Canova from New York saying, Good night, soldier, wherever you may be. This is the National Broadcasting Company. That was the December 1st, 1945 episode of the Judy Canova Show, suggested by our listener Julia in Birmingham, England. Or should I say the UK? Sorry. 
Uh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to make a suggestion for a future episode of this podcast, or just leave a comment, please visit us at anchor.fm slash podcast and leave me a message. Please include your name and location. That's it for today. Join us next time for another classic old radio comedy broadcast right here on the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. La, 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 la.